Jeff, this week, this episode, I would like to talk about our favorite picks of 2018 and maybe a little bit from 2017 as well, because nothing ever sort of runs in strict annual delineations around here. Correct. Um, and that's also because I think it takes time for products to come to us, right? Like something that may have been released in 2017, I might not get to hear it until this year, which is true of some of, actually many of the picks today are probably not from this year or came out last year. Anyway, um, we're gonna alternate between our picks, right? Yes. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go first, right? So it's my your first, show. Okay, <laughs> it's my show, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's our show. There but you go. my first pick is, what I like to call hot headphone action at below a thousand bucks. And so this is not one product. This is actually um, a collection of products where I think, you know, for buyers that are looking for a pair of high end headphones, I don't think it's necessary now to sort of go beyond a grand, certainly in a first step, because there are so many killer choices coming to market now at below a grand and I'll Agreed. name, th I'll name three of them. Right. So well, actually I'll name four, because I think for years, Sennheiser had the sort of monopoly on the $500, $600 price point with their 650, right. That was like the gold standard of, um, I, I don't want to call it entry level, but like that $600 headphones, a right? click above entry level, <clears throat> a click above entry level. We'll call it that. Right. Yeah. And then, they, and then last year they introduced the 660s, which is, kind of like a derivation of the 650. I mean, we can call it an evolution if we like. And again, I mean, some people loved it, some people didn't, but that's really, I'm that's splitting hairs. And what I really want to talk about here is other brands that have brought headphones to market that are probably as good in many different ways, depending upon what you like. Those three headphones I'm going to pick out here are, number one is the Campfire Cascade from Ken Ball. That's a closed back, full-size headphone that can sort of, you can use that one out in the street if you want to. Personally, I think it's a bit too bulky on the head. I mean, I think all of these for me are really um, home use headphones. The second one is Mr. Speaker's Eon Flow. That's that's available in open and closed variations. That's also $7.99, sorry. So the campfire was $7.99. Mr. Speaker's is $7.99. And the third one is also $7.99. This is the LCD2 Classic from Odyssey. So they took the LCD2, they trimmed, uh, I think they got rid of the carry case and a few other kind of niceties and brought it down to a more affordable price point. Um, two of them are planar magnetic. Um, that's the Mr. Speakers and the Orders. The, the third one, Ken's, is uh, a dynamic driver. So I don't want to get people to get hung up on, oh, planar's are best, because that's not true. As we've said many times before, it's about the implementation. But that's really my first pick, Jeff. That's, that's like three killer headphones plus the Sennheiser um, beneath the grand. I think there's some really great options out there now for anybody, as you say, looking to kind of move a click above entry level. I think that's very exciting. No, I agree. And as um, I agree, and my my one to add to that list would be the quad headphones. And I, I believe they're also $7.99. So that's a, right. that, that would be the, those would be the ones I've heard just recently that, you know, fall into that category. So, you know, very, we're, we're we just started reviewing them now. So that's mm. a, that's a great pair as well. So yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a really good place to go. And I think, mm. you know, it's kind of like turntables. Not everybody's mm. going to spend crazy money on a turntable, yes. but there's, right. you know, and it's the same thing with headphones. I mean, I think mm. there's a lot of people that will be very, very content with the performance of a seven or $800 pair of headphones. 
Well, I mean, for me, I mean, let me, if I can get specific for a moment, the Eon Flow Open from Mr. Speakers, they're 800 bucks. I think in almost in, in the majority of respects, I think they're better than the Sennheiser HD 800S that I also own. And they're obviously twice as twice the price. Um, I just think the, the Mr. Speakers is just a, a, a more balanced sounding headphone. Would you would you agree because you're more of a headphone guy than I am? Would you agree that headphone technology not being quite as mature of a technology on one level as, say, DACs or, you know, preamplifiers, mm-hmm. that headphone technology is kind of increasing in performance, you know, a little more leaps and bounds than some of the other things we play with? So, you know, kind of like computers or phones, you know, that that thing that was awesome for, say, $3,000 two or three years ago Hmm. is now getting bettered by things that are only seven or eight hundred dollars just because they're they're there's more r and d i mean would you entertain uh, that concept or i would I actually I, no i just i actually think it's because the market is extremely competitive for headphones yeah, yeah. more so than turntables or dacs right. or preamps there is you know these companies are all trying to not outdo each other but they're all trying to make a something better and more affordable and yeah. i think that's that's something the consumer wins on that you know with that and because I think the market for headphones is bigger than, say, it is for power amplifiers. Right. I, I right. think companies see that their, you know, their R&D expenses will ultimately be returned to them if they have a successful headphone, if they make a great sounding unit. And I think there are some very talented people out there. Look at like Dan Clark and Mr. Speakers. He's doing great things. I mean, his headphones sound fantastic. Yeah. And four years ago, he was modding. Fostex headphones, and now he's making his own. And, and and same with Ken Ball. I mean, he wasn't making headphones himself until what four years ago he started. Four, this you know campaign. what? Speaking speaking mm. of our good friend Ken Ball, I was mm. I'm, I've been on this this cleaning, purging, you know, getting organized here. Yeah, I found my set, my original set of uh, Grado RS sixties. Mm-hmm. that Ken made years ago for me when he was modding headphones where he was, he just started doing the wooden ear cups and mm-hmm. it had his silver headphone wire and stuff. And you mm-hmm. know, they still sound great. That was, it was just, that was a really fun memory to stumble mm-hmm. across. So, so over to you, over to you then, Jeff, what's your first pick? I'm going to, I'm going to stay kind of at the same spot. Um, the $750 price point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been all year now. I've been listening to the the Hanna SL cartridge. Oh, cartridge. interesting! Yeah, they're about yeah. seven fifty, and mm-hmm. this is really, really a spectacular cartridge for the money. I mean, mm-hmm. many, many years ago, the hot cartridge that gave you a, a really good look at what the super expensive cartridges was the Shelter five hundred one. That was mm-hmm. that was really a popular cartridge for years. Mm-hmm. And for me, this Hanna really takes the place. I mean, this thing, oftentimes when you spend, say, $1,000 on a cartridge, it often excels in one area, but not more than that. And this Hanna is such a nice balance, good sound. It's probably a tiny, tiny bit on the warm side, tonally, a little bit more rich, a little bit mm-hmm. more um, saturated tonally than you know, but great sound, great tone, good dynamics, um, easy to drive. It is a moving coil. I'm pretty sure it's a 0.5 millivolt moving coil, but it's Mm. easy to drive. Um, 
and it's one of those one of those products that gives you it, it does everything equally well. It's very balanced, and you know if you if you don't have the six figure analog front end, this this is I mean let's say you've got a nice VPI table for about twenty five hundred bucks or Riga, mm -hmm. you know or I mean you name it. Um, a, a Technics 1200 works great yeah. on a 1200. Um, you know, it's just one of those cartridges that gives you such a nice look into what the really expensive cartridges give you for not crazy money. And mm. it's, and it's a, it's a huge step up from a lot of the cartridges that you might spend $400 on, like one of the Ortifons or one of the mm. Grados or something like that. So that's, that, that has really become my new go-to when somebody says, hey, I need a good cartridge, but I don't want to spend crazy money, the Hannah's the one. And now they're coming out with a little bit better cartridge that I, I think is going to be about twelve or $1,300. But for right now, the Hannah SL, wow, for, for $750 overall, I've, I've yet to hear every, anything that does as much for mm. as little money as that does. So yeah. if, you're, if you're out there with a three $400 cartridge and you're wondering where to go next, that would that would be my suggestion. Well, your timing is great because I'm in I'm in, in the market for exactly that right now, Jeff. Because I've got a little uh, Riga Planar two with a carbon cartridge on it, which is pretty average. Um, and I, I want something that I can move around onto my Technics table, onto my project table that I have here as well. I just move it around a little bit. And if that's a great all rounder, um, and it's not like uber high end, then that sounds like my next cartridge. So that's I think you'd really like it. And it's fairly mm. easy to set up too. I mean, some cartridges can be real fussy to set up. And this mm. one is, you can get it set up, you know, pretty, pretty easy and pretty quickly. So where, yeah. Where, where are they made? I think they're, gosh, I think they're Japan, but I'm not sure. Um, okay. I'm not sure who the HANA uh, distributor is over there on your side of the pond. I mean, I know here... It's uh, Garth Lear and John Baker at Musical Surroundings. So um, mm. I'm not sure who it is over there, but I'm sure, you know, even if you send John Baker an email, he'll tell you who to get in touch with. Yeah, I know the Australian distributor pretty well, so I can. I can OK, that. That there you go. Easily. Yeah, okay. that's right. I mean, that's that's a great tip, Jeff. Thanks Let me that. know if you like it as much as I did. I, I certainly shall. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. And so I, this is my your turn, turn next. All right. I'm going to go for. Because obviously we've, I've got a list of five things here, so this will be my second one. Um, one thing that I've got a review coming, I won't say where it's coming out. It's not coming out on my website, but I don't want to say where it's coming out in case it doesn't come off. But I think it might. Okay. But anyway, like I've been, I've spent a lot of time with this product this year. It's the WLA Expert One Hundred and Forty. Right. Oh, so, I just got one of those too. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it's just, I mean, I had the. What was it, the 200, the 220, whatever it was. It was the, the second one in the range. Okay. I had that one previously, but now the 120 Expert, oh, so it's the 140 Pro, so it's the Pro version. But this new range of Expert amps that WLA put out have got a reworked streaming board. I went to France last year to see where it was made. And it's the streaming board, really, that comes from their Phantom range of speakers, right? So they've unified the streaming section across their to product ranges. But I, th I think they've also made some other tweaks to the amplifier board, whatever. I mean, you could split hairs all day about whether it's as good as the old one, whether it's not. But the fact is this, I mean, this has been around for a while. It is the best looking piece of hi-fi gear I have ever seen. I think- I've you know, always been a fan of right. DVLA aesthetics, yeah. It's just incredible though, this mirrored 
very low profile thing that would, I think, you know, anybody is going to be wowed by that, right? People, even if you're not into hi-fi, even if you have no idea what it does, you look at it and go, that's really cool. And you know then, what? Wowed yeah. is the word. Wowed is totally the word yeah. on that. People right. flip. They do. But I think the real icing on the cake for me is not just because it does a, you know, it's got an inbuilt phono stage, inbuilt streamer, inbuilt DAC. So you just need to add speakers. It's not just that. It's the, it's the disconnected volume control that sits on the remote, which yes. just blows my mind at how oh, yeah. incredible and how thoughtful and how obvious that is, right? That for me is a, a killer innovation. And so this, this Expert 140 Pro is 5,000 euros. Um, so that's a probably about seven or 8,000 US dollars. So that's about a million dollars US with current exchange rates. <laughs> yeah, the exchange rates are not great, but <laughs> you know, but, but I think, you know, if you, if you don't want to get into active speakers, but you also don't want to play switcheroo or, you know, choosing your amp, your stream, your DAC, and you want something that just can sit there. You don't need a rack. You don't need a massive cables. You can put this on anywhere you can put on sorry, any so you can put this on any sort of sideboard or shelf. You can even mount it to the wall if you want to. That's what I like. Right. I think the expert pro um, or basically the expert range of any generation, I think from WLA, I mean, they do get love, but I think people tend to poo poo them because audio files to look at it and go, well, it can't possibly sound good because a, it's class D or because it's low profile or whatever, but that's, they're missing the point. This is, this is a luxury product for somebody who, has got the cash, you know, somebody's pretty cashed up and just goes, well, just tell me what's good. And I'll go, oh, that looks amazing. Everyone at home will like that. I'll get that. And it sounds great. It's, it's really cool. I mean, there are many other, other technical features, you know, that you can, if you've got the right kind of speaker, it will maximize the performance of that speaker. Right. They've got the online configurator for the phono stage setup, which, you know, if you want, which is also it. very fun. And it is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's useful, you know, so. Yeah. No, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. And you know the DVLA stuff. They're they're you know it's it's so easy to use. And mm. you know again, way back when the first one came out, I remember when when I had it here, mm. a friend of mine was over with his wife, and she said, "Oh, what's that?" You know, and she really liked it. And she said, and this particular friend of mine had a whole stack of traditional amp preamp phono stage DAC in the living room. And, you know, she said, we could replace that whole rack of stuff with this. She's like, I want this now. She goes, get yeah. rid of all that stuff. And the cool thing was he did it to make his wife happy. And when he had the big stack of components, she never interacted with the music system. Once they got a DVLA, she played with it all the time, which I think that's a triumph, honestly. I agree. I mean, it's and also, I mean, this is not good news for hi-fi rack manufacturers but you you can just forget about your hi-fi rack right you can just get a you know a nice platform for your turntable if you have one and if you want to i mean most people just put their turntable on their sideboard don't they i mean let's face it most people do that and and, and the the wla can go right next to it between oh, the yeah speakers, yeah, yeah. i think it's just a killer killer product and also let's not forget these guys have high street stores around the world yes. they have like pop-ups yes who else has that probably yeah. hmm, no one no one. But I don't think you need to go crazy with your network of stores, but WLA, I think to their credit, they really have pushed out into all sorts of different corners. And they've but what they're doing is they're normalizing high-end hi-fi gear. Yes. Right? This is the key thing, normalization. It's not that it's for everyone, it just it stops it looking like a freak show. 
And I think they do that with the product as well. So anyway, hats off to Devilay for that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, excellent. All right. Uh, your go, Jeff. Your turn. Number two from you. Number two for me um, would have to be the the Boulder five hundred eight Phono Stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boulder. I mean, uh, people that are crazy analog maniacs. Um, you like know the, you. the the like me the the big well not eh, you know the 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 big the big Boulder has always been one of those one of those coveted pieces mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, so it's, but it, but it's, it's, it's a lot of money. I think they're thirty, forty thousand dollars something like that. And then they mm-hmm. came out a few years back with the 1000 series, which was a lot of the performance and functionality of the 2000 series mm-hmm. at a quote, more affordable, I think it was about 13, $14,000. Excellent phono stage. Okay. What they just came out with, it, it launched in Munich this year. Have you mm-hmm. seen the 508? No, I haven't because I generally okay. I look at Boulder and go, "That's mega I can't afford mega it." Money. Yeah, it's right? mega money, right? Right. Well, the mm. Boulder five hundred eight, it's it's probably about if you took a Mac Mini and scaled it up about forty fifty percent, it weighs mm. about thirteen fourteen pounds, but it feels heavier. What they did was they just gave you like pure Boulder. It's mm-hmm. one input. Um, it doesn't have gain and loading settings on it. It's moving coil, moving magnet. Um, one set of inputs, one set of outputs, five grand. And again, if you're that person who really, really loves analog, you don't, you're not going to have three turntables and arms and cartridges. You just want one really kick-ass analog setup for say 10 to 15 K turntable, arm, cartridge, phono preamp. This is the one to beat. I mean, if you just want pure, pure performance and you don't need a lot of functionality, mm-hmm. this is this is I'd I'd go as far as saying this is 10 to 20k phono preamp performance for five thousand dollars. You just don't get a lot of frills, you know. Wow, it's just okay. it's just pure <clears throat> performance. And so it's it's mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. I mean, it's a it's a cool product. And, you know, again, for that person that just has one turntable, more of a purist, this is, this is a pretty dramatic, I mean, again, say the Hanna SL, this Techniques Mm -hmm. SL 1200, you get the whole, the whole package for 9,500 bucks. And that's, yeah, I think, I think you'd have to spend two or three times that to get a big jump. So um, pretty exciting, pretty exciting. That's, that's one of my favorites. And I, and and it's made like a boulder. I mean, they mm. probably those amplifiers are so big. This case is so little. I wouldn't be surprised if they just take the chunks left over out of cutting the big ones up and and machine it out. But <laughs> right. it's but it's it's made to the same exquisite level of machining, mm. of anodizing, all of that. So it's still a real. It's still a real, you know, are you much of a watch guy? Cause I'm not a big watch guy. No, I'm afraid I'm not. I'm not, I'm no Ken okay. Kessler. I'm sorry. For the, for the watch guys, it's kind of like, a, it's like a Tudor instead of a Rolex, you okay. know, but it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. So this is, this is one you should actually get in and review. I okay, think so like five, think, yeah, five grand normal. That's, that's where I work that kind of level. Yeah, right? I above, think, you know, yeah. I that's think you'd I, be very excited. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, yeah. you've come, that's, that's two great, and this is, this is working very well, Jeff, because I wouldn't normally give recommended components on the analog side because 
you know, I just play with it a little bit. I don't really get seriously into it. Sometimes I do. I'll do the occasional piece, but generally... It's too much work most of the time. <laughs> you know, I guess the problem for me is that, you know, if, this is um, a confession really, is that if if I want, I always get to have to get somebody else to come and fit my cartridges because I'm gotcha. not, I don't trust myself to do it properly. And I want to, I want to know that the, the, the installation is reliable. So I get somebody else. I've got Frank Schroeder as just as a neighbor of mine. Well, not a neighbor. He lives. Oh, you're so me. lucky. Right, right. So I'm actually trying to get, I want to get him to come out and fit my next. If I get a Hannah, I'll get him to come out and fit it. All right, moving on then. Right. So um, this is Your my turn. third pick. I'm going to go with, um, well, let's, I'll just, I'll just run with the theme of the Divya So basically an okay. all in one unit that to which you just add loudspeakers, right? And then you're done. And, got and I, I got to say, this is probably one of my favorite products that I've ever reviewed. I think it is phenomenal. And I know we've spoken about this before. You've got one or use one. And that's the name Unity Atom. So it's an integrated oh, yeah. right? In, little tiny integrated amp. It doesn't have a phono stage, but it does have a killer built-in streamer. Again, one of the best volume controls I've ever seen. Yes. And, and the stream, the way they implemented the streaming is incredible because it's seamless between inputs. So I can be playing something on Rune and then I can go, oh, new resident advisor DJ mix, cut over to SoundCloud, click play it, and it will cut over for me. And I don't even have to touch the unit, but it's just nice to look at. It's, it's very low footprint. And it even has a headphone socket on the front, which will drive these AudioQuest night owls that I'm wearing at the moment. There you so, go. So it's just this terrific all-in-one, two thousand um, pounds. I would struggle to recommend anything. You know, like, I mean, maybe the the shit separates would maybe sound a bit better. But you no, still have to... I'd get the name in a heartbeat over you, that stuff. Well, I, I, you know what, dude? I like one box solutions. Yes, I really right. do. Is, yes, I really like one box Me solutions. Too. Yes, because you know the one box stuff. When you have, I, I just think as much as I love audio, as much of a geek as I am, mm. I really think multiple boxes, people start to glass over when you show them all that stuff and you start talking totally. about cables yes. And, yes. and no disrespect to the people that make cables. But when you show them that one cool all in one box, that's mm. the, to me, that like that, that, that cute or the name, the, I keep thinking of the older cute. But the name is it's it's like the high high end audio kids meal. You know, it's the yeah. perfect way to get people in. But people do ask me, okay, but John, but still, but but yeah, that, that's all that's great. But like, if I get a couple of separates and build a system myself, will it sound better? And I think for this thing, you'd really you'd struggle. I mentioned shit because their separates are extremely extremely affordable. But I can't think of anybody else who makes the separates that where you could you you still had money to spare to buy all your cables, your deck and your stream. Right. And the and difference yet, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's just, I mean, you're right. The separates is a major fiddle, but some people, yes. as, as we know, some people like that. They do like the. Some people the like to fiddle. Yeah, they so do. So that's okay. Yeah, you know, you know, but the shit stuff too. I mean, it's, it look, I mean, I, you may cut this if you want mm -hmm. to. I mean, it looks cheap, you know, it's plain. Um, it's plain. I don't think it, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it looks cheap. I'm looking at it right now. I know what I you mean. mean. But, but yeah, the, but, that that name box, yeah, that's it doesn't really. Yes. It's because here's another thing to ponder. Mm. I think as the the audience for audio is, you know, it's more in the twenty to forty something world now, not the people my age. Mm. I think a lot of younger people. I'm going to stick my neck out and generalize, but I 
from everyone I've experienced in that that age group, I think they're a little bit more design conscious than people my age were growing up. Mm. And so again, I think products like the name, like the DVLA, really appeal to their sense of style and sensibility much more so than just absolutely kind of the old school stuff. I mean, they so. totally speaks to me. I mean, the thing is, is that. I mean, if I could, if I could do exactly as I wanted to with my job, Jeff, and people weren't asking me questions about separates all the time, I would leave all that shit behind and just do active speakers and then passives with these all-in-one super integrateds because there's the right balance of performance and, and lifestyle and aesthetics and you know the, the tactility of these products is amazing. So that's where Agreed. that you know that's where that Unity Atom, that volume control is what just what it's just beautiful to use. And that also changes the way we feel as well as the music, right? So it's not all about the music. This is nonsense, right? It's because, a complete experience. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and I think the name guys, as we've seen with their Muso products in Apple stores and Divile as well with their phantoms in Apple stores, these two companies are talking to that, as you say, that 20 to 40 year old customer who's fully across MacBooks, iPhones, and is design conscious and does have a sense of, um aesthetics you know like they want to you know they're not going to buy like you say a shit stack just because it sounds better they're like no no no, i'm not buying that because that's not going to fit in my room it's going to look awful in my room i want something that looks cool so this is this is why i picked the the wla and also the unity atom today is because as you say this speaks to a you know a different kind of consumer and that's the consumer that i want to talk to as well well that's the future of the industry quite mm. honestly yeah because you know what? I think what a lot of people really lose track of a, a lot of, again, to be specific, a lot mm. of people more in the 50 plus generation mm. that I've talked to. Mm. I'll just go by my data points. Yeah. They tend to forget that, you know, this, this younger group is the future and they're just as valid. Mm. And, you know, maybe they just want something different and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with. with right. To me, it's just about, do you like music? Uh, the, the the Venn diagram really for me is, do you like music? Do you not like music? Mm. And the small intersecting point is how much do you care about hi-fi? I mm. mean, there's always going to be 5%, 1% that gets mental about it. And, and honestly, for the guys my age that lament about the good old days, it, dude, in the good old days, everybody was buying, you know, Techniques receivers and Sansui's and JBLs mm -hmm. and two percent were buying audio research yeah. even back then. So you know, yeah. I mean, I think you know this is something I've. I don't know whether I was going to write this or whether I was going to say it today, but and I've probably just almost mentioned it before. But I see the well, the way that I want to kind of go with my coverage. I won't say the industry is going, but we see, well, we do see definitely more, an increasing number of active speakers, right? I know I've done this to death, but like Careful S50, Elac Navis, um, the, right. the Dali Callisto, uh, that additional activists coming out from Golden Ear soon. This thing is gaining momentum. So that is one category that it fascinates me tremendously. The other one though, is where passive with passive speakers, you can't, I mean, if people want to have passive, that's, that's fine. And, but I think that the electronics that feed those passive speakers are being increasingly more often crunched by manufacturers into a single box, like the Devilet and Moon have one, 
Vinny Rossi Leo. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of all these super integrators. You know, like the super integrator with the photo stage, the deck, the streamer. This is another, right. another very, very exciting category. And the name yes. and the DVLA fall into this. I think we're going to see more and more and more and more of these because, and I don't care if people want to call them lifestyle products because I think the engineering in them is so good that this kind of like that, that lifestyle label sort of just washes away. And, yes. you know, people try and use it as like, a, well, it's not as good as my separate stack. Yeah, it's not as ugly either. <laughs> it doesn't take well, not only that, my health. The, the, the person who's buying that all-in-one product really mm. doesn't care because they're not that mental about it. They just want to get to their music. Right. You know, <laughs> yes, so, yes. so I mean, you, you can you can serve both masters. I mean, there's there's plenty of gear for the people that are obsessed. Yeah. And there's a lot of new cool products for people that aren't as obsessed. So what's wrong with that, really? You know, this is a, this is an interesting point. I know we're, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but I'm, I'm going to like finish it with this one, right? So, so I was talking to um, a friend the other day, and we were t I was talking about the skills I need for, for my job, right, as a reviewer. And I said the number one skill that I need is empathy. And that is to, and what I mean by that is I need to be able to put myself in many different types of people's shoes. And try and see the audio world from their point of view. So that, you know, the young guy that's not got more than 500 bucks all the way up to the, you know, the crazy 65 year old dude who's been doing audio forever. And once like this separate, that separate, this tweak, that reclocker, you know what I mean? And everybody in between, and it's about being able to see things from different perspectives. And I think this is where a lot of like very dogmatic audio files come unstuck is that they, they lack empathy. They, they can't see yes. the world from somebody oh, else's my perspective. God. You know right? what? And it's in, John, it's in mm. everything. Right. Car so, guys are that way. Camera guys are that way. Watch guys right. are that way. They're all that way. And right. you know what? If You know, like in South Park, when Kyle goes, I've learned something today. <laughs> yes. You know, if, if I've learned one thing in all the years that I've been screwing around with this mm. stuff, everybody gets their joy from a different aspect. Right. And you need to be able to see that joy to really understand what's going on. And if you don't, and we then, need to address yeah. that because well, that's you know, the, yes, that's why yeah. I said my most important, the most important skill for me is to have that empathy. So I can see things from different perspectives and not just from a strictly audiophile perspective, because really, I think over the years since I've started, I'm slowly kind of moving away from the, the diehard audiophile that wants, you know, like the you know the the you know the big Vivaldi stack. I just I've got nothing to say about hey, that. Hey, watch that. <laughs> well, you hey, can, you but the thing let's is, let's not go that far. But you no. can, <laughs> I like single yeah. single boxes. I don't want like fifty boxes. It's just even, right. and I'm into this shit. And even then, it doesn't work for me. So I just I like if you know it's like the Occam's razor approach to hi-fi is is make it as simple as possible. You know, like it's, it's just do it so that it, it, until you can't take anything more away without too much of a pit to performance, obviously. I mean, well, I think if you do make it more simple, mm -hmm. the result of making it more simple is that the chance of more people interacting with it is better, yes. which means you'll, you know, yes, yes, of that's course. just better. Yes. I mean, if, if everybody's frightened by it. Um, if, if nobody, if nobody uses the hi-fi, mm. no one will, no one will reap the benefit of said hi-fi. Right. So, yeah. You know. That's fair enough. All right. We, we, so anyway, we, we, after next that, product. Yeah. After that division, I think it's your go, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, one thing that, again, we audiophiles like to argue about is power. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how important the power coming out of your line is. Mm -hmm. um, we'll have that argument another day. If you're, if you're of my mindset that the power matters, um, I've been using the PS Audio, their, uh, their direct power. God, what is it? I forgot what it's so called. The, is it the power plant? The direct... It's the perfect, it's the perfect wave. Perfect wave, they, they, right. They want this. I just talked to Bill Levens, and you, mm. you've got to say it right, or they, um, it's the direct, it's the, oh God, direct, direct stream power plant. Okay, right. Okay. And, the, and so how many sockets does that have on it? Uh, I think the, the P, there's a P7, a See the P7 or P12, mm -hmm. the P15 and the P20. The P20, I think, has 12 or 14 sockets. Mm -hmm. um, the P15, I think, is pretty close, 10 or 12. And then mm -hmm. the smaller one, I think, has eight sockets. Mm -hmm. and and which one do you have? I have the 15 and the 20. Um, so these are power regenerators, right? So they, they, take yes. power, they take power in, regenerate the sine wave, and then spit the clean sine wave out into your gear. Is that correct? Yes, right. and PS Audio started this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I think back in the 90s, they did it with the original P300 power plant, mm -hmm. and it was really cool, but 300 watts worth of power, it wasn't enough to run a system or a power amp. I mean, it was a it was a cool product to use, say, on your phono stage right. and your preamp, that yeah. kind of thing. But now with the P15 and the P20, mm -hmm. this has got enough juice that unless you've got all but the biggest of monoblocks, you can run a whole system on this. Okay. And, you know, I've, again, I've tried a lot of power products from a lot of different companies. And this one, this one makes the most, the most effect and the most positive effect. Mm -hmm. um, a lot, a lot of power products I've tried tend to give and take. They might give you a little bit more quiet, but sometimes they limit dynamics yes. sometimes they yeah. roll off yeah. they roll off transients a little bit mm -hmm. uh this doesn't do any of that it just sounds cleaner quieter bigger faster um and it's it's really a cool product i mean it's uh you know heavy mm. so uh the the p20s weigh a, i think about 100 110 pounds so any idea know, on get the, your the, the pricing jeff on those I believe the piece, the small one, I think is fifty nine ninety five. Mm -hmm. um, the the P fifteen is seventy four ninety five, and the P twenty is ninety nine ninety five. Okay, okay. So I mean, again, this isn't a this isn't an entry level audiophile thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the thing you buy when you have your system dialed in the best you can, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, "Wow, I wish I had more." This will take you this will take you one, one or two more, hmm. you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's exquisitely made. Um, you know, they're built here in Boulder, mm. but the it's, it's, and, and it's one of those, it's definitely one of those, Oh, wow. Products. You don't have to, you know, you know how sometimes some tweaky geeky cables or some of those things that we've tried, mm -hmm. you know, you're really straining to hear a difference um, this will be, this is a night and day difference. Nice. You plug your gear, you plug your gear in and go, wow, big, 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 big. It's, it's like going from the, the thousand dollar phono cartridge to the $5,000 phono cartridge. It's, it's that kind of jump. So, wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, 
All right. Highly suggested. Okay, then back to me. I'm going to go with oh, something quite simple here, actually. So this is a DAC. It's just a DAC. Um, it doesn't, it, yeah, it just decodes digital audio into analog. But I think it's the best DAC below two grand. And that's the Chord Cutest. I reviewed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I reviewed it Definitely. recently. And when I, when I say, okay, I need to qualify best here because by best, I mean most detailed, most immersive. If you really want to hear deep into the recording, this is the DAC you've got to hear. This is the one that sort of benchmarks all others in this sort of price range. I mean, if you can't afford that, the Mojo is very good. But this is quite a quite a step up. Um, it also allows you to interface with the Hugo M scaler. That's that upsampling unit. That's a bigger thing. Right. That's a, I, mean, I don't want to get into that, but because the Qtis has the dual BNC inputs, it gives you an entry point into that world if you want to go that way eventually. But it's it's you know it's a really nicely machined piece of metal, and it's it does exactly what it says on the tin. And Rob Watts's designs consistently perform very very well. The only criticism I could ever level at these DACs is sometimes they can be with certain gear they can sound a little bit thin sometimes so but that i mean that's a minor criticism given the level of detail you know that sense of inner spaciousness and your know, soundstage depth all those kind of um planetarium like qualities you know that you can look up and go wow that's amazing and i reveals think reveals more music than right. anything you've heard for that price yeah i mean that's the kind of that's, there you go yeah that's the catch line for that i i'm not good i'm not good with catch lines i'm afraid i just i'm just kind of infusing about it but anyway that costs um, so that's twelve hundred British pounds, but it's a it's a terrific terrific deck, and I'm not picking it as because it's like I don't for a moment think this is like supremely affordable. It's expensive, but I think it's absolutely worth it if you don't want any of the other features that may, might be offered by say like the Mitre Brooklyn range or whatever. This is just a deck. It is as far as I'm concerned probably my go to recommendation at that price point end of story. okay yeah got it no and right. i've 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 heard it a little bit mm -hmm. and all, all the chord stuff i've heard has been really good yeah i mean i'm also picking things today and this is important apart from the headphones that i open with um things today that i've had in my house in my life for some time i'm not pulling things out of my, right my ass this is important actually i'm not pulling things out of my my backside that I might have heard a show for 10 minutes and go, Oh, wow, that's right. amazing. That's, that's going to be in my best of end of year list. Of course I wouldn't do that. These are things that I've actually lived with for a number of months. Same here. Right. Yeah, no, same here. And same think, here. I think that's, that's really important is to, to kind of to call that out. But I think direct experience is really critical to, to the reliability of our opinions. Right. I mean, otherwise it's just, anyone could do this. You can just go, Oh, that's really good. Right. I'll nominate that. But without any digging in any deeper into it, you know, infatuation <clears throat> is one thing, love is another. What did what did Rod Stewart say in a song many years ago? Uh, she was all right for an hour. She was all right for a day, but it could not last for the weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, Jeff, this is, I was never into Rod Stewart. I just couldn't. I just I liked real early Rod Stewart. Right. Once he got disco and silly, yeah, I couldn't do it. You know, but real like faces Rod Stewart. Okay, you know, Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart. Right, just again, I, I was before my time, Jeff. I hate to say that. Yeah, you know, you were, you were, you were in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm an '80s guy. So, but anyway, you were in the womb. So, yeah. Hey, all right. You're... Continuing with the digital thing. Okay. Here's, I'll tell you. Here's a product. I've had this for about 
probably about four months now, mm-hmm. but I, I really love it is the, the rune nucleus. Mm, I've, got, um, I've got one as well. Yeah. Yep. You know, I really love the nucleus. I was running rune on a Mac mini forever mm-hmm. and it never worked right. Huh. You know, I mean, because, and it's, I don't think it's runes fault. It's just, I've got about, I think I've got about 12 or 13,000 CDs on my NAS mm-hmm. ripped. And then I have probably another five or 6,000 albums that I've, I've clicked add to collection on title. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of choked, even though I had one Mac mini dedicated to running rune, mm-hmm. nothing else. It still would choke. And, you know, it just never quite worked mm. the way the demos worked. Yeah. And when I got the, when I got the new, I actually went for the nucleus plus our guy, Rob Johnson, he got the smaller one, the regular nucleus, because mm. he doesn't, he's only got a couple thousand on his NAS. Mm. And um, for both of us, you know, all the, any issues you might've had with rune were probably just a bandwidth issue. Mm. And, Boy, the nu- I think the Nucleus really is a game changer for Rune. So that's a... Th- the only thing I haven't tried is playing the USB output of the Nucleus. Yeah, I just have it networked. I've not tried that, but so, I did buy a new hard drive recently that's quieter, so I can actually put the Nucleus in my rack here rather than just running it in the kitchen behind me. But yeah. I would echo... Well, it's funny, actually, because I like the Nucleus because it doesn't ask me to do anything. I never interface well, with it. Well, that too. Right? It looks... Here, it, here. It, it, here's, yes. This is interesting because it's, it's a great piece of industrial design. It's not yes. It's not cheap. And if you want to if you want to get a Rune server cheaper, you can build a rock-based server with a Nucleus uh, itself, Forget right? that. Well, uh, yeah, nerd see, alert. Right. See, some people, some, uh. some people have the time and not the money, right? You and I might say we have the money, but not the time. So we get the, the finished Time product. is money, right. dude. Yeah, it's... but some people, yeah, anyway, like, I mean. I know. I you understand. Know, you understand Again, what I mean, right? Back to our, back to our, our, our part of everybody getting joy in a different spot. Some people love putting stuff together. And I, I get that. And I respect that. Me, no thanks. I want to plug it in and go. And, but yes, but, um, what I'm, and, but this is what I'm saying here, Jeff, is that I'm empathizing with both points of view. With you, I agree, right? That you just want to plug it in. You don't even want to think about it. You don't want to be a nerd and geek out all weekend. But I can also empathize with the people who look at that product and go, my God, that's super expensive. I'm just going to go off and buy the bits and do it myself. I can also sure. see that point of view as well. You get a, more money for records. Right. You get a similar end result. But. There's yes. just different points of view, but it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. And the problem no, is no. with the guys that are spending less money, there's always an an air of resentment that somebody else is doing it differently, right? Where it's like, oh, yes. you know, this is really expensive, and that's a, and they they float, they sort of fly words around like ripoff. When really, what they mean is, I can't afford it. Or I won't afford it. Now that's fine, but like it doesn't mean it's a ripoff just because you can't afford it. Doesn't mean it's a ripoff. That's a very or you choose point. not to spend your your yeah. hard earned money that way. Yeah, you know? exactly. But it's just like I choose not to spend my money that way. But for somebody else, you know, a nucleus is just chump change. It's it's just a fact of life. Like two grand, bang. I, some people could just do that. Well, and you know what? I think played into Rune's hands really well mm. is the new Mac Minis got very expensive. Crazy expensive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you could buy a Mac Mini for five ninety nine mm. and go to say a third market supplier for RAM and load it up with RAM for another hundred bucks, it would have been harder for me to make the jump 
on the on the nucleus right but um i might have put up with a little less performance but when the new mac minis around here i think they're around 12 13 14 1500 dollars yeah i'm going ah 2k for this and it's dedicated and i never have to worry about it um you know that 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 made it a lot easier to make the nucleus decision i mean for me the nucleus just runs and i never have to think about it and i've just actually moved my nook back in because i'm going to play around with plex so I have to put, okay. put Rune back on my Nook. And I even in the last 24 hours, the Rune app has crashed once. <clears throat> so I have to like um, log into it, not remotely. I have to use a screen sharing app and then refire Rune up. And I never, ever had the Nucleus fall over. Not once. It ran, it runs for months. It runs on Linux. It just runs and runs and runs and runs. I know. Right? I so, know. And I don't, and so people, you know, not everybody's computer savvy. So, so people, I'm not. Right. I, I like I'm pretty good, but again, empathy. I can understand the people who just go, I don't even understand what this does. You mean I can just take it home and plug it in? Yes, you can. And that's the person they're selling to, the people that treat it like an appliance. That's how they're selling it. It's an appliance, right? It does one job and it does it very well. Agreed. Well, and and you know, and I mean when you read all the white paper stuff and mm everything that they went through to write all their own OS and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, to me, it's just, it's a very elegant solution. I've, I, I've always thought the guys from Rune are some of the brightest dudes I've ever met. So, mm -hmm. um, well, I, you know, you I, know I, this product I love, I mean, it hasn't, it, this, I've had the nucleus in for about four or five months mm -hmm. now. I mean, it, it hasn't as much as burped once. Yeah. Nothing. Right. Yeah. All right. So that, was that that was you wasn't it so now it's it's my yeah. my final choice right okay and then we're done right okay so uh, my final choice goes to ken ball actually to his atlas in-ear monitor so this is the, okay this is the higher end of the two he's got um the comet which is a, a like 200 buck stainless steel iem but the atlas is a much well it's heavier it's bigger it's dynamic driver rather than balanced armature it sells or 1300 US dollars. So it's an expensive in-ear monitor, but it feels heavy. It's made of stainless steel. It feels like a piece of jewelry, which I, I really love. I mean, Ken says it's like, it's like, it's kind of like a watch really, but it, the, this is the problem I have with IEMs, right, Jeff? It's like, you can easily spend more than a grand, up to two grand on what is essentially like a plastic shell with balanced armature drivers inside. So if you're doing the parts count, and like if you're looking at it from purely a parts count, forget about the R&D. It's, it's a tough sell. I find IEM is quite a tough sell at the high end. But Ken makes you feel like you're getting real value for money. And these Atlas, to me, they sound big and fat and warm and chunky, like, a, like how I imagine um, a really old pair of, like a vintage pair of 70 speakers would sound, right? Oh, cool. Right, so I just, and they're, they're they just they just feel wonderful. They feel like a proper luxury product, not plasticky and fiddly or, you know, they don't they don't feel cheap. They they feel really I don't know. He's he's really done some amazing stuff. He has, I yeah. mean it's yeah. and I have to thump on him because <laughs> you're you're getting you're getting more Ken Ball stuff in Berlin and I live down the street from him. So I have to go over there. I'm gonna have to go there and visit him in person. But um, well, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, but he's they're doing great stuff, yes. though. I mean, they are really he's he's kind of like James Brown. He's the hardest working man in in uh, headphones. You know, <laughs> he does. He works very hard hit, and travels. A lot. Hit me. Ow. You know, it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny on that note. All right. So, so uh, let's um. so that's my, that's my five choices. Jeff, what's your fifth 
and final choice. My fifth, my fifth choice, you know, it like I said, it it goes all the way to the top of the range. It's the DCS Vivaldi one. It's their one box solution. It's a, a CD and SACD player. Um, SACD is probably irrelevant for a lot of people, but I think if you have a big SACD collection, you know this is this is a great way to go. Right. Um, it's a it's a DAC. It's a streamer. Um, it can be. The the last couple of versions of higher end DCS boxes, if you if you don't need a turntable, mm-hmm. um, the line out of this is of high enough quality that you could bypass a preamplifier. You wouldn't really need a line stage at that point. Okay, you could just use a you could just use a Vivaldi one or a Vivaldi, and um, your favorite power amp and pair of speakers and call it a day. So I mean, I guess if you if you as as someone who can rationalize anything. If you were to back the cost of a ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar line stage out of this thing, it's really quite a bargain for about eighty-eight thousand dollars. Um, <laughs> not, I mean, I don't mean to laugh. To but it's, uh, that's a lot of money, to, and, and to use the word bargain in the sentence. But I know that you can have value at any price point. It's just, I'm yeah, sorry. it's it's a it's a it's crazy money, but it's crazy good. And you know, the nice thing about DCS products, I've been using DCS for about ten years mm. now. Um, because they always, all of their stuff, uh, their decks use the FPGAs. So everything's software driven. It's not just a chipset. Mm. So, you know, they, they tend to support their, their, um, legacy products for quite a long time. Mm. So, I mean, 10 years from now, they'll probably still be writing software upgrades for this thing. Mm. And I mean, my, my last DCS, the, I had the Rossini and then the Paganini before that, Mm. you know, every time they come out with a software upgrade, the damn thing sounds better. Mm. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a closed architecture piece Mm. for that kind of money. And, you know, again, if I didn't do this for a living, I probably would have stopped at the Rossini player and mm-hmm. clock, but um, I had an opportunity to purchase one of these at the end of the year and it made sense. And it's, it's, it's so much better. I mean, my mm. Rossini was, was an outstanding player, mm. but this is the, the, the jump in performance in every aspect of every aspect of music you would, that comes to mind. Mm. Um it really is a, it's a tremendous jump. And it's, I mean, it's, I, I'll go as far as I'm going to go as far as to say that, you know, God forbid if my house burned down and I lost my record collection, you know, I wouldn't even go back to vinyl. I would just buy, I'd buy another Vivaldi and call it a day. And I could, I could live happily ever. It's no, it's gone way beyond the point to where you say, Oh, that sounds good for digital. Mm. Yeah, right. Yes. You hear that a lot. Yes. Yes. You know, and it, it really, it's, that's, that's not the, that's not the case anymore. It just, it just sounds like music So this, and that's the goal. So this is really the, the I guess one of the examples of the, the very summit of yes. digital front ends, right? Like, I mean, I know it's very, yeah. I think it's very easy to sneer. I mean, I laughed. I know it's, it's very easy to sneer at 88 grand and that kind of price point, but, but there are people in the world who can afford that, want to afford that and do afford that like you and go, I'm going to get that. And they are rewarded by, um, an ex- I guess, yeah, the, 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 probably the best digital front end. You, not money can buy, but one of the best, right? I mean, I I'd put it in the, I'd put it in the, you know, the top couple. Right. You know, there's, there's obviously a few other things out there too that are, that are 
incredibly well made, mm. incredibly well engineered. I mean, some of the esoteric stuff is very good. MSB is getting a lot of buzz. Mm. Um, CH Precision is very good. I mean, again, it's, you know, do you, do you want uh, an S-Class Mercedes? Do you want an out the top Audi sedan? Do you want the top BMW sedan? Right. They're all, they're all, the level of excellence is high. It just depends on which one will appeal to you the most. Um, I've hung my hat on DCS for 10 years. I, I like the company. I, I mean, more than just the product. I like the company. I like the people. I like the level of dedication to the product, mm. the engineering chops. I've been to the factory a few times. I mean, they're, they're not screwing around. Right. I mean, this is, this is a serious product, mm. serious company. Um, the support, I mean, it's one thing for you and I, sometimes uh, companies will pick up the phone just a little bit faster because they think whatever, because we're in print. Um, but I know, I know enough DCS owners that the level of service they've given me is not, they haven't just done that for me because I'm the tone guy. Mm. They do that. They do that for every one of their customers. And I think that's very important when you're spending a fair amount of money on gear, mm. because there's a number of products out there that have an equally high price tag that the service is virtually non-existent. Right. So, you know, so uh, it's, 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 you know, it's a, it was a self-indulgent thing to do. Um, but it, it just, it, it, it really is superb. So that's, that's, I was pretty excited to finally get one. So excellent. I mean, it's, I mean, yes, yeah, it's good that when you kind of, even if even when you're hearing deltas at that price point, it's always exciting, isn't it, to get a new piece of gear and you hear the difference. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So there you go, sir. Cool. Well, nice. Well, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, that, eh? that's a, that is a wrap, Jeff. Thank you very much. Um, um, best wishes to you for Christmas or whatever it is you celebrate. I know you don't worship the devil. I'm even. a Grinch. I don't. I'm <laughs> really? a Christmas birthday, so I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm a Grinch. I don't. That's right. It's your birthday uh, on, on on Monday, isn't it? Yeah. 24th i'm christmas eve so it's like that that movie life of brian you know life of jeff i'm not the messiah, I'm not the messiah. <laughs> so um you know it's well, look, uh, all right. so well, i just i wish you a happy new year instead then if you're if you're not thanks man you too yeah, thank you, you so too much. Yeah, this has been fun You have been listening to the Darko Audio Podcast with me, John Darko, and Tone Audio's Jeff Dorgay.